the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Jesus. (laughs) Thank you indeed. I'm in such a good mood tonight. And I got to tell y'all in part because I don't mean to brag if y'all are somewhere in the country with bad weather, but it is absolutely glorious. Haven't been able to say that in a long time. We've been suffering here, child. We have been suffering here in San Diego with low 60s and clouds and drizzle off and on for months and we had back to us today we had some good old-fashioned i mean it just you walk around in weather like this and you just can't help but just appreciate the lord's majesty and what he has created wish i could have come to the office in shorts i know right um so anyway it's just i'm just in an especially great mood i love fridays by the way um and i'm in a great mood in spite of the fact that i can barely walk i overdid it with a workout yesterday (laughs) so if you are in san diego and you recognize me walking funny in the grocery store this weekend that's exactly why i don't know what your plans are this weekend but mine might involve an ice pack on uh, my hamstrings just gonna put that out there (laughs) hey 888-344-1170 that's a live call-in number uh would appreciate if you guys would uh you know call in and let me know your thoughts on a couple topics i'm going to share those with you guys in a few moments you can also email me at andreakshow.com we have a 24-hour hotline if you miss any part of tonight or any show there's a podcast out there that the that my man skins updates he does it himself this crazy ak uh, crew of two and <laughs> that's not true we actually have a team of people here in san diego that help us in other things but primarily it's just it's really just the two of us here just to just be straight with y'all okay we have a support team um, that's picking up the rear, but it really falls on me and this man here himself, who may, which makes him an honorary hero of the week with me, because I couldn't get I couldn't get off the ground with the show any day of the week without him. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yo 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 yo. Yeah. <laughs> um. Alrighty. So, gosh. Um, the, the corruption in the U.S. government is just coming more and more and more to the, I, I, I've said, we've ta- been talking about U.S. corruption. We've been talking about the deep state and the FBI and the DOJ for so many years that it, it, in some ways it could feel as though the breaking news this week is redundant, but it's, it's actually not. And we can't let fatigue 
of dealing with it. The left and the Uniparty would love for us to look at some some recent developments this week between the IRS whistleblower and today's announcement involving Secretary of State Blinken. The left and the Uniparty would love for us to look at these stories and, and these revelations and think that there's nothing there there. It's no big deal. It's just more of the same. And it's absolutely not. And particularly, it's it's a shame that we don't have control of both houses of Congress, that we don't have the Senate because we're, we um, we and we don't need to waste time. You guys know how that happened. But at least thank the good Lord that with Jim Jordan and others, uh, with us, the Republican Party having control of the House, we are actually going to get the truth out to the American people. And we have an opportunity. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. We have an opportunity to see actual accountability. We know if you don't want to believe, okay, this week big story was Fox News had to pay 787, didn't have to, they settled to pay $787 million against Dominion Machines. And Fox News is now being crucified because they lied. Well, maybe Fox should have looked at more than just stories on the election fraud that took place beyond Dominion Machines because there was a whole lot for them to look at and delve into from state legislatures and state Supreme Courts and all this kind of stuff. Um, and they could have also looked more in depth and discussed more in depth about the role our own government played and the Biden administration and the Democrat Party and the legacy media and perpetrating a fraud and and that in, in combination with the deep state to control the outcome of our elections instead of just uh, hinging everything on Sidney Powell talking about we're going to release the Kraken okay because we know even if you don't even if you don't believe any of the other different aspects of fraud illegalities anything with machines or anything else we know that uh, that even and even if you believe that Joe Biden won 80 million votes, we know that enough Democrats say that if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop story, they would not have voted for for Joe Biden. That would have been enough for Donald Trump to win. So even if you believe that we had a free and fair election and you believe Joe Biden got 80 million votes, he wouldn't have had the Hunter Biden laptop story been properly investigated by Bill Barr, probably, I mean, even before the the laptop from hell story by Miranda Devine in the New York Post, even before that was squelched, had Bill Barr allowed the investigations to actually go forward and and Hunter Biden be arrested, um, that in and of itself probably, you know, you think, you know, gee, uh, maybe that might have stopped Joe Biden from winning. But even without, even without an AG that was in the tank for the deep state like Bill Barr was, we know that Joe Biden would not be president, but for the Hunter Biden laptop story. And you know who else knew? Big tech, the legacy media, the and the Biden campaign. That's why they not only worked with big tech to suppress the story, but one of the chief people as a part of the Biden administration, who is now secretary of state, secretary of state, was the one, according to ex-CIA, former, former CIA Deputy Director Mike Morrell, who said that the person who cooked up that letter and, and, and cooked up the idea for the letter and trotted around to have people sign that letter, 51 supposed ex-national security and intelligence bigs to sign a letter that the Hunter Biden laptop and the story surrounding it was Russian disinformation, that that was Secretary of State Blinken, now Secretary of State Blinken, that it was his idea. 
And big tech followed along with it. Josh Hawley put out today that he should be out of a job. He should be prosecuted as well as all 51 of these so-called intelligence officials, many of whom still have security clearances and shouldn't. These were people like, I don't know, John Brennan, former CIA director, who is a Marxist and and a communist and who lied before Congress, along with um, Leon Panetta, Clapper, who lied before Congress and more. I want to play the clip. Uh, it's a long clip, and Skins and I debated whether or not to play it with Miranda Devine because she wrote the original Laptop from Hell story. And she was asked about whether or not this is, there's going to come anything from it, if this story is going to grow legs. And I thought her comments on it were, were, were spot on. And I feel like you guys should hear from Miranda Devine and get her perspective on this, given the fact that she's the one that launched this whole thing in the first place. We've got more on the Hunter scandal. Look who's joining us now. Miranda Devine is with us. Now, Miranda, you've got a new bombshell report which claims Anthony Blinken asked the acting CIA chief to sign a false letter about Hunter so he could help President Biden win in 2020. That's a blockbuster story. Sounds like a remarkable breakthrough, Miranda. Is it? Well, look, we'll have to see because Anthony Blinken hasn't commented yet. And uh, like all these guys, he'll have some sort of plausible deniability. Uh Uh, This is the former acting director of the CIA who has under oath uh, given testimony to uh, the House Judiciary Committee. And he has said that he was prompted to write that letter by a call from Anthony Blinken just a couple of days after we at the New York Post published that first story um, from Hunter Biden's laptop, which implicated Joe Biden in his family's influence peddling scheme. And this was, of course, uh, should have been uh, damaging to Joe Biden. He should have at least had to answer questions as a candidate. Instead, uh, this letter that was cooked up by 51 former intelligence officials, we now see at the behest of the Biden campaign, uh, instigated by Anthony Blinken, now the Secretary of State, Joe Biden used that uh, phony letter which pretended that the Hunter Biden laptop uh, material that we'd published was Russian disinformation. Joe Biden used that at his last debate a couple of days later against Donald Trump. He said that the laptop and our story, therefore, was a Russian plant. Now, it's really disturbing that the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who at that point was a senior advisor to Joe Biden's campaign, that he would have knowingly, intentionally uh, planted uh, false information about a foreign nation uh, against which now Russia, uh, we are spending trillions of dollars in a proxy war in Ukraine. Yeah, let's Uh, end it there. Absolutely. She's the only person I've heard today who's mentioned the fact that this is the now Secretary of State who had put out to the American people allegations that the Hunter Biden laptop story was from Russia. That's who we have as the Secretary of State, who's who, by the way, is push has been a part, a key factor in pushing us. Now another hundreds of, uh, uh, I think it was three hundred more million dollars has been given to Ukraine just this week. We're at war with Russia, with this guy who cooked up. Uh, basically, we're we're you could say um, we're in a proxy war uh, with with Russia through Ukraine, or you could say since we're funding it all, we're basically at war with Russia. 
with a secretary of state that made false. So we're supposed to believe anything that this secretary of state and anything that this Biden administration tells us about Russia and Ukraine when this is the guy that went around to get 51 former intel officers and officials, many of whom still have their, their top secret security clearances, to say that Hunter Biden's story was Russian disinformation? I don't want to hear from anybody else, by the way. So this story has, this story has far-reaching implications for me beyond just the fact that we've got th- this, this far-reaching deep state that involves not just the FBI, not just the DOJ, but all 17 of our intelligence uh, <coughs> agencies. <coughs> Excuse me, there's like 17 of them, and they're all in the tank and working to control the outcome of our elections. And then in addition to that, that's who we have to trust when it comes to getting us uh, uh, to fund wars and actually get boots on the ground. We also know, thanks to the whistleblower, not the whistleblower, but the, the leaker, and we don't even have any answers. Who's even talking about the leaker from the Pentagon documents from last week? Who's even talking about that anymore, right? We know from that Pentagon leaker, uh, for the first time through him, we were told there was no boots on the ground. Now we know there were special operations there. We know a lot of stuff, information that in there involving Russia. We found out with the Pentagon Papers, we had been told uh, that Russia was on the ropes and Russia, we, we just need to keep giving them some money. Ukraine's winning. Yeah, Ukraine. Russia's on the ropes. Well, not according to the Pentagon documents. What are we, what, what else is going on that we're being lied to? So this is, this is not just an issue of the Biden crime family. You know, by the way, we found out today some more revelations that it's, that there's like at least nine families now that are on the dole from the Biden crime family. But this now, uh, he is, he's, we, this is a national security risk of monumental proportions because we have a corrupt, compromised commander in chief. Got to take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about it on the other side and I'm going to get rid of this frog in my throat. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't forget that Friday means Bob Walters. He's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour to share with you guys everything you need to know, the latest in education. And what I've really liked about our Fridays with Bob recently is the uh, increase in good news, the pushback. It's encouraging. I think it's important for everybody to understand that, yes, where the school, when while the schools are the front in the war, <clears throat> pushback is working. And it's very important that we understand so that we can continue to do that to save our nation. Next hour, I've got, I, I want to make sure you guys, uh, if you have to step away, you make, make sure you come back for uh, the top of the hour because I've got former Congressman Tim Murphy's going to be here. And I reached out because I saw he had a book called The Christ Cure. We've got a mental health problem in this country. It involves a lot of anxiety, depression, and PTSD. And he's actually written a book about how Christ is the cure. And so I thought it'd be nice to end the week on uh, a good message uh, to help restore some hope and some inspiration to people out there. All right, here's a story that I heard last night that just made me... So mad, I thought I was going to poop a blue bean, as my grandma would say. <laughs> You've never heard that expression. Excuse me? 
Yeah, I'd safe to say I've never heard that. <clears throat> yeah, maybe that's a Southern saying, or maybe that's just Mary Lee saying. My grandma, <laughs> and and even her grandchildren called her Mary Lee. <laughs> that's a Mary Lee saying. Um, but look, I mean, <clears throat> I come up from poor people. And like many people that I know, I mean, we, my parents seem like they, they had moved on. They, they were the, the Jeffersons and moved on up out of the neighborhood when they joined the Marines, right? I mean, we were, we were like the rich people in the family. That's how poor <clears throat> both sides of my family were. And so it was a dream. Mama was like Scarlett O'Hara. I mean, her dream was to own a home. She just wanted to own. I mean, it's uh, that. And whenever I have watched <clears throat> Gone with the Wind, which I never loved as much as many people did. I've only seen it a couple of times. I thought the movie was the book was great. I thought the movie was just. Eh. Um, <clears throat> but Scarlett O'Hara's love for her family home and to own property and what that meant to her. American dream. That's the American dream. And, and her, you know, and they, those characters were Irish and they had come here to own, uh, own land because they couldn't, they couldn't do it in their own country. <clears throat> And so in order to be able to buy, I mean, what my, my parents had to go through, sacrifice, right? And, you know, um, I don't remember if credit scores were a thing. I think that, yeah, I, it, when we, I didn't know anything. I, credit was a thing then. I don't know if it operated the way it does now. <clears throat> but there was sacrifice that w- was made to buy a home. You had to make sure you didn't have an, too much debt. And you had to make sure you paid your bills on time and have some money for a down payment, Right. Well, evidently, that's not the case anymore in America. <clears throat> and my parents, by the way, were um, the first home that they bought was very modest. But I cannot tell you the pride that my parents had in that home because they had earned a piece of the American dream. And they could not have loved that home more if it was 10,000 square feet on a golf course on the 17 mile drive up in Northern California. <clears throat> And I know many people and have known many people that scrimped and saved, drove old cars, worried about paying their light bill on time, making sure all their bills were paid on time so that they could buy a home themselves. And now, and that remains to be seen. That remains to be the case in this country that owning owning your own home is still something that people strive for and love to do. And it should be, and, and it's not a, it, and it's not a right. You don't have the right just because you were born in this country, or just because you're an American, to, to home ownership. And that's why it's so important to so many people, and it means so much when they buy a home because of the sacrifice. <clears throat> because not everybody can buy a home. You know, the, the, our our system in this country, our economic system, is is the greatest in in the in the world. It's provided the greatest opportunity for prosperity, but that doesn't mean everybody's going to be rich and everybody's going to be able to own a home. It just means that the most the, the a greater percentage of the people can rise above poverty in the system. So now we've got the Biden administration on the heels of decades, <clears throat> if not since our country was founded, with people want to turn us into a communist country with income redistribution. Now we've got the Biden administration announcing that beginning May 1, those people with a higher credit score will have to pay higher interest and people with a low credit score will pay lower interest on a mortgage. That makes absolutely no sense. Right. And it gets even worse because if, and and the people that are going to pay the most increase are people that have money for a down payment. It only makes sense to the communist. 
It only makes sense to the <clears throat> to the socialist mindset of the left, which is in, in um, <clears throat> the Democrat Party so perfectly embodies, which is the an ideology of greed, of envy, of entitlement, not of ambition and hard work. That if you've got more than what somebody else has, it's because it was given to you, or you got it somehow unfairly, and they have the right to to, to it, and they're going to take it. And the U.S. government is perfectly happy to take it from you and give it to somebody else. But this is America today, where the good people, the hardworking people, the people that do things right are punished, and the bad people, the criminals, the lazy, the unambitious, the irresponsible are rewarded. This is all under the guise, by the way, of course you guessed, that minorities have lower credit scores. Well, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with being the, the color of your skin. Oh, it's all about equity. Right. There's lots of rich people that, that, that don't have good credit scores. I know people that, that are sitting on, they can't buy a home right now <clears throat> unless they could pay cash for it because they've got bad credit. You can be a poor person with and, and a white person with, with bad credit. You can be a poor black person with great credit. Because it's largely about choices that you make. Sometimes it can be circumstantial, but if you've got the right mindset and attitude and work ethic, you'll come out of it at some point. You'll be able to buy down the road. This is communism. Using identity politics and using racism as a way to enforce income distribution. Now you're going to have to pay more so that they can have people that are too irresponsible and aren't responsible enough to take on a mortgage, you're basically going to have to cover the risk that the mortgage companies are going to be taking, which is what led to the housing crisis in in 08 in the first place. I mean, I'm just asking this in a very half-handed way. So what's the point of even keeping up your credit score? You might as well just miss all your payments and you're good to go. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, uh, this is this is being uh, steeped into the young minds from K all the way up through the universities. All right. So speaking of that, we're going to take a break. We come back. Our buddy Bob Walters will be here. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Y'all know what Friday always means. It's the best day of the week because Bob Walters is back with us. He's our education contributor and our honorary hero of the week. And he joins me now. Hello, dear friend. Hello, my dear. How are you? Pretty good. You know, since you happy, went to... since Happy, you, happy Friday. Uh, yeah. Um, since you went to Antarctica, real quick, before we get into... I'm sure you've got some great good news for us and some college crazies. Before we get into into that, people are asking me what your next adventure is since you went to Antarctica. I'll be going to Israel, part of your group's uh, Salem trip in October. Finally. How many times have you tried to go and then COVID interrupted it? This is my third time. Hopefully it'll be successful. Oh, well, bless your heart. I hope it will be. That's on my bucket list uh, to go to the Holy Land. All right. uh, Give us some good news. What we got this week? All right. Well, first is the shocking new development. A new faculty-led organization has emerged at Harvard, of all places, devoted to diversity in politics, demographics, disciplines, and opinions. And they're for free speech and no restrictions. We'll see how it goes, but it's a... A conservative format of a group of professors 
doing battle against the 90% of those liberal professors who are at that school. We'll see how it goes. Well, that is shocking that Harvard, far lefty Harvard, um, I don't know how much of their $40 billion endowment came from uh, the bin Laden family, but that they're actually having a new organization that's about free speech and diversity is not based upon skin color or minority group, but actually in politics. And that's what we need. It's gotten to the point where if you're, if you're a conservative, you need to be a protected class because of the way we get attacked. So I think this is a smart move on behalf of Harvard. Do you see anything as to why they decided to do this? Was it pressure from some particular thing? Were they losing endowment money? Why do you think they decided to do this? Well, it was two professors who have conservative leanings, and they decided to get themselves organized, and they they found that there were 19 conservative professors willing to join the group and begin organizing the comments. Wow, it's it, I'm, it's equally shocking that there's 19 conservative professors at Harvard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and hat tip to, and hat tip to them for uh, organizing. You know, the left wants to make us think that we're on the fringe and that we don't have anybody that that agrees with us or believes in the same thing that we do. And but it just goes to show what can happen when we conservatives get together and say, no, we're gonna we're gonna band together and we're gonna stand up for constitutional uh, protections and liberties. And so this is I'm so glad we started with this topic tonight, Bob. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. The new conservative board of Edge of Orange Unified has now restored the library app for kids to use after they reviewed complaints about several sexist books being available at all ages. Three books were removed completely, and one was moved to students of only young adults. The rules by which classifications are used have also been reviewed and corrected. So that's good news. It is good news. And, you know, the left wants to characterize what's going on in the libraries is book banning. This isn't book banning. Nobody's saying that these books should be burned in a pile. What we're saying is, is they're not age appropriate. Correct. And there that, really is a problem. Yeah, it, it's a major problem. And, and, and if, if the left actually cared about children and cared about their little minds and not being preyed upon and uh, by perverts and pedophiles, they would support this. So hat tip, I, I think it's another story of pushback um, from complaints that got the right thing done. So that's wonderful. Well, here's another one for Orange County. It's the Orange County Department of Education announced a new plan to help support homeless students in various districts of Orange County. 26,000 students in Orange County are considered homeless, which is kind of hard to believe. They have removed barriers for such students to attend school and to give them educational and physical support. They will allow them, these students, to learn remotely and yet still have access to hygiene tools, food, and other survival needs, such as clothing, medical care, and food banks. They also provide referrals on housing assistance, child care, and school supplies. That's pretty amazing. It is amazing. Um, you know, homelessness is such a major problem in this state, and it's a result in many cases. There's always going to be people that need a, a helping hand because yeah. most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and are one paycheck away from being out on the street, particularly when the cost of a one-bedroom house or one-bedroom apartment is like three grand, right? And so it's incredibly expensive to live in California. Um, I, what I, I wish that, that this plan also came with as much dedication in all of our school districts districts to just good curriculums uh, that involve actually setting these kids up to, for academic success and therefore a good future. So we need to marry these kinds of programs with the good academic uh, you know, um, curriculums to go along with it. We're talking to Bob Walters, our education contributor, sharing some good news on tonight's Andrea Kay show. You got some more good news? Yes, I do. Many school districts see an embarrassing drop in test scores, so education bureaucrats are working hard to eliminate graduation test requirements rather than helping them pass such tests 
<laughs> New York dropped the region exam on the grounds that too many poor and minority students were failing. New Mexico has eliminated grad tests for class of 2024. Mm. New Jersey still has tests, but the passing grade is not required to graduate. And the teachers union calls such tests instruments of racism, unquote. So um, it is crazy. Um, I guess the good news in this story is that the school districts are being embarrassed and by being and and by their reaction to bad test scores being, well, we'll just remove the test is a fail. And so um, we we need everybody to be um, pushing back on this. Um, because, you know, this just telling students, oh, you know, um, you, you can't pass a test. All right. Well, we just won't test you is a hashtag fail. And yeah, so yeah. It, and I'm shocked that there that this is happening in uh, New Mexico. Um, but I shouldn't be. I, I'm certainly not surprised it's happening in New Jersey. All right. What else we got? I got some really good news. Hillsdale College, which is a very conservative pro-America college, has now developed a program called Barney Charter School Initiative which has programs for charter schools built on classical liberal arts learning. This emphasizes curriculum for solid basis for math, science, history, and language arts. They're now offered to all such schools in the nation, and any school can contact Hillsdale College and get a copy of the video that explains what the program is about and how to get into it. Well, you know, this is going to just reignite the anti-school choice and anti-charter school people on the left, because they know that charter schools are far more successful <clears throat> than regular public schools. And then when you add in a Hillsdale College curriculum and a charter school initiative, that would be such a win-win for the students that the left would have to be hysterical and try to try to shut this down. Um, we, all need, right, we all need to be supporting Hillsdale College, one of the few really great uh, um, uh, um, post uh, – I don't know. Do they offer – I don't know if they offer master's program, PhDs, or whatever, but at least from a college standpoint, they're pretty much the best. They are the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, you got four male black teachers inspire students on more than academics in Philadelphia. This is a unique test since only a small percentage of teachers everywhere are black. So far, it's worked very well, and these male teachers have been inspiring students to get strong in their focus on academics and to achieve what they should. And hopefully, it'll spread. So, do you know exactly what they're doing as part of their plan to inspire the students? Is it about well, character building? Is it about how to be a gentleman? Is it about hard work ethic and drive? Actually, it's about the drive and the focus on achievement and not to have excuse for failure and to work, put your entire body and mind into achieving success as a person and as a academic in society. Well, hat tip to these um, male black teachers for this program because you know it's counter to uh the left saying telling black students that this country is systemically racist and there's no hope for them um to achieve anything on their own therefore they need to be dependent on the government and you know this has basically been been ben carson's message now for decades although he's been excoriated obviously by the left and been called all kinds of ugly names because his message has been work ethic and academics and gee Look what happened. His brother is literally a NASA scientist, and he is a, a renowned neurosurgeon who separated, did the first separation of conjoined twins. Not everybody is going to be as brilliant as a Ben, as a ben Carson and his brother, but at least you can live up to your own God-given talents and pursue that in, in, through work ethic and, um, and all that. All right, so what else we got? Well, this effort on black, 
teachers is expanding. Cal State Fullerton has a Project Impact, is what it's called, aims to offer training to black and Latino teachers to provide more training how to be the best teacher and find jobs in the various school districts of the region. Similar initiatives are now being launched by Cal State Fullerton and Northridge. They had to overcome the perception that teaching was a woman's job. A lot of men felt mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. In Los Angeles, the Watts of Tower Foundation is recruiting more black teachers, and that's a rather successful organization. So there's a drive to get more teach more black teachers and Latinos in the classrooms, again, giving these kids incentive to get ahead in their lives. Well, I, I, I'm fine with that as long as the, the, the idea, it doesn't become we're going to hire a black teacher who doesn't have the same academics or the same, um, like you, you've got a black teacher who's got a 2.0 um, you know, GPA in a school, but they're going to get hired over the white teacher who came out with an elementary education degree with a 4.0 and all this other stuff. And, yeah. and, that the, and the, there's not going to be a curriculum involving they're being hired because they're black or Latino, and then they're going to be pushing a CRT message. So, I, you know, I'm all for you know, opening up all industries, including coding and tech, uh, to minority people. I don't think we've got enough there. I think we need to be telling people, every American that there's not an industry you don't belong in. It just has to match your abilities and your skill. And you don't get hired simply on the basis of your skin color. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more with our buddy Bob Walters. So don't you go anywhere. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Rolling on our conversation with our buddy Bob Walters. We're going to switch from good news into the dreaded college crazies part of tonight's program. Bob, what you got? <laughs> okay. The Klan in tan, not white, is active on many college campuses. They segregate white students. Examples include University of Minnesota, which forbids whites from their fitness classes. And University of North Carolina has now opened a nutrition classes to all races after a suit was filed, forcing whites to be involved as well. Michigan State held an education conference which excluded whites. Wow. Pacific University is now under investigation for three segregation complaints. So it is with most colleges today, which is really regrettable. Well, it's terrible because we're never going to be get back to being the country we were intended to be and we were founded on um, with continued racism and systemic racism and, and institutional racism against white people. That doesn't solve the problem of slavery back, you know, centuries ago. That d- doesn't even make sense. Who is this Klan in tan? What, what, what is this outfit? Well, <laughs> one of the colleges put out, they're, they're accusing the uh, effort to segregate white students as a, a Ku Klux Klan in tan. It's a joke about them being tan, not white. Oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, the Klan. Oh, I get it. The Klan in tan. We got a Klan with a new with a new skin color here. Okay. That's actually quite clever. I really like it. Um, I, I'm wondering when the federal government's going to get involved here. Because this is these are violations of the U.S. Constitution at the federal level. We got the federal government coming in uh, on the heels of Michael Brown trying to kill a cop, right, and and charging hate crimes and legislation and in Minnesota and all that. But we don't have the federal government doing anything. I'm looking for who, what, whatever Republican president. But I'm looking actually for the Republican Congress right now who control the House to try to step in and, and introduce some legislation, even if it doesn't get signed into law by the Senate. Um, you know, we uh, they they could be doing something to bring attention to it. More importantly, I'm actually looking for Republican attorneys general in these states, as well as any Republican U.S. attorneys in these states to be filing some lawsuits and dragging some of these people into court. 
Yeah, they got to be a national change at the yeah. government level, yeah. not just local. Yeah. Hopefully it'll happen soon, like next year. <laughs> exactly. All right, then you got Eric Stewart, Stewart, a criminology professor at Florida State, leaves his $190,000 a year job after accusations of faking data on racism in order to bolster his claims of fraud statements. He must re- represent a data to engage and exaggerate how prevalent racism is in American society. He was lying about it. Well, doesn't that he got caught. well? Yeah, and doesn't that say it all, Bob? When you've got to, when you've got to fake the level of racism in this country, isn't it time to turn the page of it? Doesn't it just show that the Democrats are exploiting every every uh, group of Americans, whatever box they check, to for division and hatred and power? Absolutely, it really is. And at least we should be glad that Florida State fired this guy. It says he leaves his 100. Um, so was he fired or did he walk away? Well, it says he left it after severe criticism of his actions. He well, he should have. Yeah, he should have been fired. I mean, we got a we got a professor. You know, did did and and professors are supposed to be particularly if they're on track for, for tenure, they're supposed to be publishing these reports. So I don't know if this was published. Or not, but you know this is yeah, this no, is Joe Biden level. Yeah, this is Joe Biden level plagiarism. <laughs> All okay, right. then you got another thing that's kind of weird. It's University of Pennsylvania holds a radical play date to help five year olds explore their gender identity. <laughs> they sit four or five kids, five years old, in a room, and the teacher then holds a session on skin color exploration. And also stated goals to hold discussions on social justice topics as well as transgender identity. With five-year-olds? Five-year-olds. When I was five, my idea of social justice was that cinnamon rolls, Pillsbury cinnamon rolls, came in an eight-pack. And my (laughs) sister and brother and I were three. And there was never any way that we could accurately divide up the Pillsbury cinnamon rolls. I know. That was that was, and, and and me being the youngest, supposedly I was supposed to eat less, so I was always the victim as the youngest child. That was literally all I cared about at five, right? The proper division of the snacks and the yummy desserts in my family. This is insane. It is nothing indoctrinating kids five years old. Like they've got a mentality to make decisions on their own. They don't. They don't. They don't understand. But that's why they got to get them young when they don't understand so that they can be corrupted. This is just and and any and and Penn is supposed to be one of the Ivies. Yeah, it is. People's people. You know what? But isn't this isn't Penn? Is this the same Penn where the dude was sexually assaulting boys as part of Sandusky as part of the Nittany Nitty or Nittany Lions? Nittany. Lions. Yeah, I, I lost respect <laughs> yeah, for yeah. this outfit a long time ago. I'm not surprised to hear this. Okay, and you got a Canadian university host a seminar asking, how can math be racist? That's a, a new crazy question that's hitting the streets. Mm-hmm. One of the things they found is that ethnomathematics <laughs> said that white supremacy... <laughs> stop you right ethnomathematics, there. Ethnomathematics, <laughs> said that white supremacy manifests itself in focusing on finding the right answer, which itself is a racist... <laughs> action okay to find the right answer in math you had you had me giggling at the word ethno mathematics <laughs> if I we know. still had in living color on air this would so be a skit done by damon wayans right remember the prisoner that used all the big words <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let me prostrate uh, let me flagellate on your prostate <laughs> but seriously it's so stupid, and the implication is only white people want to get the answer right, and it only matters, right, that black people are too dumb to get the right answer? Is that what they're saying here, Bob? That's the implication. That is. <laughs> I mean, they can be as liberal as they want to be, but that's the implication. 
Well, look, at the, at the, hang on, hang on, Bob. At the end of that skit, Damon Wayans, they always say, stay in school, fool. Okay, that's, that should be the message. All right, go on. All right, an Asian student who was a valedictorian at his school and had a 1590 SAT test score, 1600 being perfect, was rejected at every Ivy League school this past year. Wow. Apparently, near-perfect test scores and top of your class is simply not enough if you're the wrong color. Wow. I mean, can you imagine? There's no excuse for this. I want to see how they weighted it. I would love to see because, you know, Harvard got busted in the lawsuit that they lost because what they were doing with Asian students is they were knocking their scores down because they were weighting them negatively for personality. And and so, um, look, I think that, that colleges and universities should have a right to look at the whole application, right? Is this somebody that, in addition to being a superstar academically, also did volunteer work, also, you know, maybe played sports and extracurricular, contributed in more ways than just focusing on their academics? So I'm wondering if there's maybe, but I'm having, but I have to believe that when every Ivy turned him down, it's because we have an anti-Asian discrimination going on because this is a community of people and of course i'm stereotyping here but as you've reported many times bob this is this is an area of our student base that are just focused on academics and knocking it out of the park and while other groups are focused on you know um non-academics i'll just be polite and say that yeah it's terrible okay you got uh, legislation introduced by nancy skinner in california a democrat from berkeley would end Wilford Defiance suspensions for kids in grades 5 to 8 until 2025. Blacks are affected the most by this new law, which also ends suspension for truancy and tardiness. So let's just kill all the rules, have no penalty, no matter how bad the students react to their teachers and shout at them or curse at them. Yeah. Yeah, There's let's no just at all. We're right. Um uh, this is you know just like this is no different than um in New York where there're just no bail policy and across the country these democrats with their no bail policy, you know, putting criminals back on the, on the street. There was actually even some uh, I think it's the new mayor of Chicago that said that black people shouldn't even be prosecuted or arrested because the message is is that um they're trying to extend a, a, on the old false narrative of the prison pipeline that, that America is just intentionally the reason why we've got a disproportionate amount of black people in prison is because America's putting them there. It's not their own actions. And, you know, but, you know, it, this is doing damage to these kids because your your childhood is supposed to be preparing you for adulthood. And that means learning the consequences of your actions. That means learning that you don't get to act out on every feeling or emotion you have. You have to learn self-control. You have to learn how to behave in, in a functioning society. But the left doesn't want a functioning society. And this is a part of the cultural Marxist plan to destroy us. Look, we're out of time, Bob on these topics share with everybody quickly about we the kids yes we the kids is a great patriotic organization designed to help parents teach their kids the history and glory of america and its founding and they have materials and brochures i urge you to look up we the kids.us to get their information and maybe make a contribution but they will send their material out to you free and it really is great to have a homeschooling after school to teach the kids the right way to think about the country's background and history well, Bob Walters, thank you for bringing us amazing content. At least a few of these items tonight were, were topics that nobody else is talking about in the legacy media. So you just continue to be an honorary hero of the week. And you have a wonderful weekend, my dear. You deserve it. You too. Right. Thank you. Thanks so much. And you guys stay tuned. we got hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show on its way.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.